So we have to start this thing off right. right Welcome to the show We hope this is something you like And if not, well, that's alright Mic check, one, two, one, two The three of us back together with something new With no further ado Wait, I was just thinking What? Who's really listening? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Who's Really Listening? Where we find out every other week if you are listening to us or we're just are you? talking to nobody and probably hello? nine times out of 10, it's just like nobody. So hello. How about you? Hello, 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 hello. Are you listening? Allow me, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Matt Shua. How is everybody doing today? And alongside me, we have William Gorniak, a.k.a. You know his a.k.a.s by now, or at least you should. What's up, Will? How you doing, buddy? What's up, dude? I'm doing okay. I'm just, you know, waking up, feeling good. Christmas is over. That's nice. Had a nice Christmas. We back. That's what it's all about. All right. And of course, none other than the animal himself, (laughs) DJ Black Rabbit. What's going on, buddy? What up? What up? What up? I'm chilling. Yeah, Christmas was dope. Um, You know, even though it was very far apart i'm used to being on the east coast for the holidays but still here still covid still locked down but you know we'll get through this we good zoom 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 all i want to do is zoom 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 and you boom boom Mm -hmm. i don't want to zoom zoom while i'm boom booming you know to shake your rum hey (laughs) just one zoom call after another (laughs) (laughs) so the, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to a million other topics and we'll spring off into a million other things. But today's kind of general subject is um, how music has changed. Just, to, I mean, we can talk about how how it's changed just through our lives. I'm going to talk about in in time as well. Um, we can start off with this because we were talking about this earlier. If we're looking at like top selling artist lists, and I never realized how convoluted that is. Because what, when you look at like the the metrics that they're measuring, so it's like, are we talking about album, physical album sales, or are we talking about digital listens, streams, single? Like it's just, it's it's hard to measure. Like how do you how do you compare Elvis Presley to Eminem or Takashi Six Nine, whoever? Yeah, like how do you how do you compare it? Like when you're talking sales. Like good, good trash. Um, because it's like when you buy Obviously a physical right. album, wow. <laughs> like you buy a physical album, that's one thing. But if you listen to a an album on on Apple, like is that the same? Like I don't know. There's a lot of different units. So you have back in the day where you have well. Let's not even go back in the day. Let's just do today because everything from back in the day has kind of carried over today. You have vinyls. Yeah. People still buy vinyls. Then you have. Um, Bam. I think people just buy CDs for nostalgia purposes. That's right. Holding up a vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cool. Um, then, of course, <laughs> then, of course, I have one of those right here. All your streams and Bam. then you have your digital purchases. That was so, me holding up a stream. <laughs> 
so it's just like yeah i don't i don't know and rabbit was bringing bringing to to our attention that it's either I haven't had my coffee, so I'm going to be fucking pausing a lot. It's going to be a lot of Obama pauses, all right? Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, and, um, God bless. And I think that the stream is... Uh, uh, <laughs> no, it, I, some people are saying Drake is the most... is the top-selling artist of all time. Um, now brought to my attention, M. I would love to give him that dub, but I don't think he he, he has... Um, some people are still claiming the Beatles and some still have Elvis. And it's just like, where are we pulling from here? Yeah. Quite frankly, I don't know. And I don't give a fuck. Cause... Yeah. I just keep hearing yeah. people say it in their bars. Like I've heard Jay say it. I've heard M say it. I've heard Drake say it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about number one albums? Are you talking about album sales in general? Well, Jay has a number one, the most number one debut selling albums of all time so he eclipsed the beatles and debuting number one with every single one of his fucking albums. okay that's a metric okay for sure but that's like billboard that's number ones i think yeah if you still claim billboard so every time he's debuted he's always debuted at number one and that's where he has taken over the beatles uh uh, uh little record thing or whatever m is the number one Fuck, and we were doing this in pre-production. We were trying to figure this out. He's definitely a number one selling something, but I don't know if it's domestic or international, and I don't know if it's just within top-selling hip-hop artists. Don't quote me, but I think I saw somewhere that he was a top-selling male artist of the 2010s. Okay, that sounds kind of about right. That's what I heard. Segway. No one can see this, but... I hate that people can fucking do that shit with a drumstick. <laughs> I'm twirling my drumstick right now. It's just like uh, I mean, he's a drummer. Drums. I mean, he's a drummer. He's not like a regular I know, person. I know he's a drummer. I know he's a drummer <laughs> Secret like, talent number one. Uh, yeah. Will yeah. Gorniak plays drums. I knew, I knew that he played the drums and shit like that. But I was like, oh, I was so envious of motherfuckers. Just like, that's the sound of people twirling their drumsticks. You could also put it. Like a, a rim shot, and then you can bring it up from underneath, which will pop the stick up in the air, and then you can grab it in midair. Oh, and drum then you line! Slam it down on the cymbal. Oh, so you're Nick okay. Cannon? Oh, Got Nick it. Cannon! Oh, <laughs> Cannon in here. Drum line. We got the no, just fucking buttermilk it. Nick Cannon here. <laughs> Yo, speaking I like that movie. Speaking, oh, it's a great movie. Speaking Me of too. movies and drummers, shout out to my man Quest Love for. Um, being in Seoul, I saw Seoul last night, and he's in there. And I was like, "What?" Yes, <laughs> I'm like, I, I not see. It I yet. heard his voice, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like that's so sick. Yeah, Wait, you never, you haven't seen Seoul yet, bro. You have to. I've see not it. seen Seoul. You yet. have to see it immediately. No, no spoilers. But my God, bro, you have to turn this off right now and watch Seoul. Like that's how good it is. It's fantastic. It's all right. I mean, I have Disney Plus. I didn't finish The Mandalorian either, so I got to get on that. Oh, you're sleeping. Some... Oh, stay. Okay. I just have one, the last ep- just the last episode. That's all you need. Um, <laughs> That's all I have to watch. That's all. Oh. Bro, I, I, I teared up a couple times. and so I cried. I teared up a couple times. Oh, I'm yeah. excited now. My eyeballs were sweating. I, I mean, I was excited cried. about it before. Yeah, so was I. Yeah. 
I, I cried and I cried in soul a little bit. And and then I cried out of frustration when I watched Wonder Woman 1984. I loved. All right. So here we go. I actually I didn't see loved, that one yet either. I loved and I'm one of the very, very few people. And I'm, I'm realizing this now that actually loved Wonder Woman. I really enjoyed the movie. <sighs> I couldn't stand it. I saw Tenet. Did not like it that much. I didn't see Tenet yet. Because they took it off of um, HBO before I saw it. Oh, you could rent it on Prime or go to your go to your local Redbox. That's what I did. Yeah, ah, actually got the DVD. Go. I'm gonna do that. I've been in a movie watching mood, so I'll probably do that. I yeah, liked, you're on lockdown. Yep. I liked I liked <laughs> Wonder Woman. I don't know where mm -hmm. I there was a lot of hate, but I'm gonna be one of the few that said I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I had to cleanse my soul, no pun intended, by uh, watching Soul after that. Actually, I watched Batman versus Superman after that. Thought ultimate edition mm. or whatever see i watched soul first and then i went into uh wonder woman 84 i would have cried again then if i did that <laughs> i did the that's, cc I, movies there, there don't a, hold up they there don't a, hold there up was a most couple of the time. Moments. see see this is the thing i i saw i must have seen a very different film than the world because there, there was a lot of things where i was watching it and i was like oh damn like i get it all right, without ruining the plot, because I hate when people do that to me. Yeah, we're still not spoiling anything. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Spoiler alert. Basically, I appreciated the things that they were saying and presenting in the movie. I just don't like the way that they did it. I'm glad they brought up the things that they did. I just don't like the way that they did it. That's all. Mm, we'll have to talk more about this one. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know you know what I did? Yeah. Um, getting segueing to our prior hbo episode mm -hmm. i have realized that after watching this i prefer to do this shit in the theaters oh for sure this, this sucks for sure i watch it and it was terrible dude yeah, like, it's not the same the movie wasn't terrible the, the movie wasn't terrible but just being able to be like oh this is the first time i'm watching it right my god this no i don't like it i that feeling you get your new tv <laughs> no, no, I got, I got my TV and I got my sound system. Wasn't enough. All that, but Wasn't enough. But watching it and realizing, like, I probably would have, I definitely would have supported this in the movie theaters, and you know, I would have been watching it right there. It does. The experience is just no. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't hold it. And now it's just like, fuck. This sucks. I don't like it. Yeah. Yo, shout That's out weird. to the animators in Pix at Pixar with Soul Man. That was. I think I want to say hands down one of the best animated movies like art wise that I've ever seen. Like the art was the lighting. Oh, dude, it was it looked a little too lifelike. Bro, it looked New York. Yeah, was like, it was almost uh, real. It was like this close to being real. I'm like, that's nutty. <laughs> but yes, I I enjoy I enjoyed Soul thoroughly. That might have been one of the deepest cuts besides like maybe um, Inside Bro, Out for sure. It, yeah, it was deeper. I mean, it's the same uh, director, I think. Uh, oh, Pete, was it Pete, Pete Doctor? I think his name. Oh. Is, I think last name is definitely Doctor. Um, oh, I know. So I was like, ooh, ooh, you hitting, bro, heavy here, bro. Uh, ugh, ugh. I'm sorry, but it, it relates to music, Soul, obviously. So two out of the three members of this group give it a thumbs up. I just yes. haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you you need that in your life. I will watch it today, my friends, and then next time we record, I will talk about it. You can watch it with your kid, bro. 
I will yeah. try to watch it. Your kid will see one thing and you will see another. And... A completely different thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your kid will be like, oh my God, this is such a great movie. And you're going to be like, oh, this is such a great movie. <laughs> um, well, so... I'm excited for a good cry. Oh, you will. Oh, for, for sure. For sure. Um, so when every time I talk about music in the back of my head, I, I think of what I call like to call the old man get off my lawn syndrome which is which basically means any music that you grew up with is considered the best in your mind no matter like what happened no one no matter what came before that and no matter what came after it most people consider the music they grew up with to be that's what i call music and you Volume know seven <laughs> we progressed from whatever came before and anything that came after it has gotten worse. Um, and I, I've always like fought with myself cause I'm just like, is music steadily getting worse or is it just me having that nostalgia of hearing music and really vibing with music the first time and having that feeling and then, you know, not being in that stage anymore and hearing different sounds and things like that. So, um, so I kind of looked into it a little bit just, and this is just all my opinion, nothing, nothing is fact, but in my opinion, like since Bach music has gotten simpler now, whether that's better or worse, I don't know, but like literally music has like watered itself down through the decade century like if you listen to classical music um then you listen I disagree. to okay you listen to classical music and then <laughs> i want to say jazz might have bumped it up again like complications and i'm just talking simps i'm just talking like how actual notes and writing easy simpler all, you know chord changes all that kind of stuff i'm not even talking about is it music or good or whatever like that um rock you progress to 70s 80s 80s got super simple with the synthesizers and stuff like that 90s got even simpler when we started like really sampling and stuff like that and now you know songs are like two three notes so and my, and my and this is very opinion based and i'm talking about popular music when i say this because there's yeah you're talking strictly popular music there's there is still people here. there is still people you know holding it down you know that's why i disagree and in, in every that we can only talk about pop i mean i'm only talking about music talking that about a music lot of people general. that a lot of people listen to i can't talk about you know what people you know a small subset of people listen to that's completely different and there will always be people making jazz there'll always be people making 90s hip-hop there'll always be people making rock that sounds like it came from the 70s like there will always be that but i can only talk about popular music i just want to as a whole talk about it more than little subsets but yeah that, that's how i feel that's how i feel about it I mean, you're talking about music that was not meant for the common person when like Bach was performing music. You know what I mean? Like, so that was elitist music for even the time. You know what I mean? Like the people that were like cooking your food and stuff like that, they weren't like jamming out to Bach when they were like making your bread or like shoeing your horses or well, they, like, they weren't jamming out to anything. Stuff. They're they're no, enslaved they to work. No, they were. They were they were they were singing whatever 
songs that were probably dumb because they couldn't even read or write. You okay. know what I mean? Like for, for sure, for sure, for sure. So like there was even like those, you know, th- there was tiers of music even back then. Sure. So like popular music is just our population is so big right now. So like our layman style of music is now the majority. Yes. You know what I mean? So like now yes. there's just like millions and millions of people that are listening to music that aren't music theorists yeah, or Excuse like me. music theorists that aren't like studying Bach or like studying classical music or even like studying jazz. And there are some and they're keeping that they're keeping those genres alive. And Shout out to my cousin. Producing violinist, music. classical violinist, killing it. Yeah. You just have to like you have to dive. But what's cool is now we have the Internet. So whatever you do want to listen to, you're like, yeah, like I'm still like really into Baroque style music. You're like, okay, cool. Like there's a, probably a new Baroque artist for you for sure. on Spotify. Just go check them out. For sure. But While people don't, there, check but people don't dive. Who's though. really listening and then talk to us about what you're listening to. But people don't dive. That's the, I think that's my problem. There, there is no diving. You could dive and people like us, I want to say. I think there's diving, man. There's, I think it's, there's I not think diving. if you even. Nope. There's some diving. I'm talking as a whole. Again, I, I know there's subsets, there's thousands and millions of people who do it. But as a whole, I feel it's like such and such complex put up, puts out a new playlist on Spotify. And then that's what you let run in your apartment. I, I just see it too much. That's what I see. I don't see no, people I mean, being like, right. oh, I'm right getting now, deep. I've been so secluded with COVID and even before that, just being like what Chua has described me as a grumpy old man, pretty much <laughs> staying in that vibe for my whole entire life that I really don't give too many like shits about what anybody else is listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I'm DJing, that's a little bit different, but since I've been out of the DJ game now for like over a year, it's like, back to very basics or whatever I listen to trying to find new music sometimes Yeah, and digging. Yeah. By doing that, I'm, I'm digging at least a little bit. Um, and it's surface level digging. It's like, Oh, like, you know, this person already has a hit. Let me go ahead and look into more of their songs because I think nowadays we are more of a single culture. We don't care about albums. We care about singles, you know, like people are like, Oh, I like this song. This song made that person millions of dollars. And like, it was like that in the nineties. And then it just progressively became more and more single based instead of album based. So like, that's like the progression has changed a lot in that aspect because you're not really worried about like putting a, a concrete like structure together of like, Oh, look at this like masterpiece album that I've like created. You're more like, Oh, I got one banger. And this will pave my way for like, I could pay for my kids to go to college now off of one song. I hear that too. It sounds like you uh, disagree with that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think he's, I think he's talking from a majority standpoint. I, for I, sure. But, but yeah. Uh, see, I can only, I can only speak from a hip hop standpoint. She was the only person on this call who has uh, probably put out the most music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can only I can only speak from a hip hop standpoint. I don't I can't speak for the rest of the genres of music and what's considered trash or not original or holds close to like the roots or anything like that. Not the band, but like the national like <laughs> oh. genre, like in the genre, whatever. But 
um, from a hip hop standpoint, there, I think there are some artists and even me included who focus primarily on just album based material and, and they actually care about the substance and concepts and how like, like a, like a storytelling perspective and, and what makes this, what's going to make this an overall good sounding experience for whoever chooses to listen and who doesn't. And then you have people who, you know, have that very short term goal mindset where it's like, yeah, I'm going to put out this single and I'm going to make mad money and you know, I'm going to be good. But if you want longevity, you're that's, it's going to stop. That's why they're called one hit wonders for a reason. I wish that was true though. Yeah, you could just keep pumping out like hits. Yeah, I mean, look at since there's like a Cardi, formula now. Like the Cardi album is trash. Like, but the singles but we think it. But we think it's nah. But the singles are rocking. The singles are rocking though. Like, of course the singles are. I don't like them, but I know they're hits though. Well, like, how many like writers and producers go into like one of those bangers? You know what I mean? Like, oh, for Cardi sure. doesn't even for write sure. She's, she's not doing shit. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, she's just like, this is me. This is my voice. Her voice is unique. Yeah, she's not writing her own the rhymes. You know, hip hop is so different now than what it was back then, and we're all talking because. We we all have dabbled into hip hop prior, right? So we've we've understood what good hip hop is and what shitty hip hop is. Like we've we've had experiences in listening as well as being inside of it. For sure. You know? And uh, talking about your old man syndrome thing that you were talking about. <laughs> I honestly think as much as I don't like this style of hip hop that's coming out right now, I feel like unfortunately this is the temperature of the room for hip hop for right now. And oh, for is, sure, this is this is where it is, and this is where people are considering it good music. And and this is where a lot of artists are kind of mimicking their shit off of. We come from a different place where we had motherfuckers like. M and and fucking J and Nas and and some of these new you know like X and all these motherfuckers who were all very very different and they carved their own place in 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 hip hop where they didn't sound alike. Every single artist you jumped to had a very specific sound, very different topics, all this other shit that you were going for. It's not like this. Everything kind of sounds about the same. Everything's running off the same formula and template and everything else. I feel like emo music has has like engulfed new hip hop. Like if you came out of like Oh, speak on that. You know, like emo, like mad emo kind of like uh I see that. Who am I thinking of like I'll, I'll agree with it. I think it has a more of a heavier hand. I mean, you had M who originally People are singing now though. That. Everyone's trying to sing and rap. You know what I mean? Like the whole autotune thing ushered that in of, of our yeah, youth. Yeah, you ushered that in. And then you had the futures who did it that particular way. And now you have like the Travis Scott's and, and the future. But nobody can sing. Artists. And everyone thinks that's okay. And I'm like, that's not okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, well, uh, it's, believe, I guess it's okay if it's you okay, if you like autotune, like autotune uh, to fix that right okay. up for you. But they they're they're okay with it. Like we we also have to take ourselves out of us as looking at everything from an artist view and then 
everybody looking at it from a consumer view. Yeah. You know, we're always going to be super, super judgy because I feel like I'm, well, then I'm kind of speaking for everybody. I feel like we all look at it from an artist perspective and we're like, well, this is fucking garbage and who would ever do this? I would never do this. I would never make a note like this, or I would never wrap a bar like that, or I would never, you know, produce something that sounded like this. This is utter fucking trash. But yeah. again, when you switch it over, it makes sense. It makes sense how today, right now, you don't, you might not want to hear the songy, like the 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 real heavy-handed storytelling songs. You might not want to hear the fuck. You might want to wild the fuck out. For sure, and and I, I'm with that 100 percent. Because some like I grabbed pizza last night. I, I picked it up, and I'm like, yo. I want to get on the highway and just listen to some some ish. Like I just want to like go in. Like I don't want some heavy storytelling. I just want like a hard beat and somebody like just spitting. Like no whatever. So I f- I know that there are moods. And from DJing that has taught me that there's a time and a place for everything. There's a time mm-hmm. for like sitting and like thinking about an album, and there's a time for just you know Jaquan <laughs> in in the club or something like that. But and and that's why I really reflect on is this really trash or do I just not like it? And that can be two different things. It doesn't have to be trash like because it. I don't like it. Yeah. That's I where I am now. I I've actually like it. matured in that aspect. Like when I was younger, I would just like burn burn it down if I didn't like it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh, I don't like this, so it's obviously trash. You know what I mean? Like this is garbage, you know, like yeah. I don't like anything about this new style, but I think like to piggyback off of Ray, like DJing changes your mind. Cause you're not DJing for yourself. You know what I mean? Like if you're any good, any, anybody can play music <laughs> for themselves in their room and be like, okay, like, yo, I'm feeling this. This is dope. Like I'm killing it, but you're not, you're just playing music for yourself, which is dope. And you should do that. But as a DJ, you're trying to create a vibe for the people that hired you. So if they hired you to get people on the dance floor to dance and you don't really like dance music that much, who cares what you like? Like play what you're hired to to play, which is the music that people dance to. And if you don't really like, that's like, like mad DJs are like, I don't take requests. That's cool. And I totally get it. But a little bit, like if the birthday girl of the birthday party that just hired you to DJ came up to you and was like, yo, like play Britney Spears. And you're like, no, like that's you're not a good DJ. This person's paying you. You should probably pay whatever they want. Like, yeah, that's that's a that's a long road. Yeah. Into into requests because I I, request DJ, though. I I take requests. Phony. I take requests, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to play it. I'll hear you out, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, in my mind, I'm like, oh, that sounds like trash. But in my but <laughs> my face is just like, oh, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> exactly. Rabbit is faking it. Don't ever tell him your request because he will not in agreement and never play. Hey, if, no, it's, if it fits, say- I'll play it. If it don't, yeah, I'm not playing always, that. <laughs> always say it. Like, people would do, I would do the same thing as Rabbit. Like, I, I was a request dj in a way but if i'm on a vibe and you come up with some country music or something that's not the vibe it's not happening (laughs) i'm not gonna get to that song until my vibe is totally done and then maybe but probably not like 
you're probably going to be gone by the time I even get to it. And if I see you leave, I'm definitely He's not definitely not playing. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, most DJs don't get too lit when they're when they're DJing, which huh? is like I huh. No. What? What? Get lit. I don't really get lit up. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about you me. Won't. You said most DJs. Uh, see, yeah. I guess you're nah. Most DJs I mean, get lit. Take, been their, around two... take their job like mad seriously. Stop it. No. I've MC'd <laughs> with too many DJs. Stop that. I'll tell you one thing. I was the only sober one. Facts. In that fucking booth. Facts. I don't get DJs lit. Would be but so fucking I don't really drunk, get lit up. And they'd be like, I'll have a couple, but not. Nah, people, nah, DJs as a whole get lit. So many, with so many. <laughs> That's DJs. also because I'm at, I'm at the level of DJing where like I know that I still have to load in my gear and load out my gear, and that alone <laughs> stops me from getting lit. Because I'm just like, yo, like I'm gonna have to move like all these speakers later and wrap up all these cables and like do all this, and it's gonna be like 3 a.m. by the time I get out of here. So like. Mm-hmm. I'm chill. I mean, vodka, Red Bull, double. Let's do this. Like for sure. <laughs> had, I have at least two or three me. of those, but like, but I'm going, yeah, you had, know, I've had DJs, uh, pull me aside when one song is playing and everybody was, was getting, uh, you know, dancing and shit. They'd be like, yo, you killing it. Uh, could you kill it a little bit more and kind of talk? Cause I can't see right now. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They're like, nah, dude, I'm like hella fucked up. And I'm just like, ugh, all right. So then like, you know, you, you both been with me when I've emceed for gigs and shit. Oh, for sure. For sure. So that's not, it's not hard for me to like keep a a crowd like enticed and, you know, focused, but it's just like, come on. Like really, you're going to pull me to the side and be like, yo, can you talk more? Cause I don't want them to hear my fuck ups. It's just like, I mean, I'll say Why it right. I'll say it right now. I've had Chua knows this. I've had randomest beef with DJs in the Lehigh Valley, especially randomest because anybody who knows me, I'm the least beefiest person ever. Like I, I love everybody. Like I have no qualms with any person ever in my life. But I just never got it. I just never got like um it's here i just just here i just wanted to be really good and like and no it's not just lehigh it's it's the vegas djs it's the la djs it's it's everywhere i'm not gonna single anybody it's like there's so many levels of talent there yeah yeah, and everyone thinks they're mad nice so like there's egos that's what drinking does for way of everything it makes you feel like you're good but that's an artist (laughs) that's an artist mentality though because i know for me like you know, while while you guys were saying, hey, you know, when I, when you're a DJ, you you're not there DJing for yourself. You're there to for the people, and as long as you're there for the people, everything's good. Yeah. And me, nah, fuck you. I'm making music for myself. You do. One time, I yeah yeah yeah. At one point, I made music for people, and there would be albums that I constructed. The third album, where I was like, oh, I I wonder what people would like. Oh, I'll do. I'll write it like this, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, what am I? doing i don't like it no and then i switched it and i went back to being like if they don't like it i don't fuck i'm gonna talk about whatever i want to talk about that's um that's really interesting because i feel like that's how my dj career went like i started before i came to kitch sound i learned like the basics of djing like from just watching videos and stuff and i'm watching like jazzy jeff and you know kid capri like the classics djs 
and I'm in that mindset. So I'm playing like 90s hip hop and like 90s R&B. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the music, ever, the best music ever. Anyone who hears this music will instantly like want to dance and break it down on a dance floor. Then went to school and got like slapped in the face. And it was just like people were like, what is this? Like if you're not playing the newest music and I struggled and I tried for like years to like be like, yo, this is real music and da 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 da. And then I was just like, damn, what if I just played what people wanted? Then I did that and got mad traction. And then later on learned the best form of anything, whether it being an artist, a DJ, whatever you do, is to be able to give your audience a percentage of what they need and giving yourself a percentage of what you need. And if you can do that well, and if you can walk that line well, you will do amazing because you won't sound like everybody else because you're doing you, but you're also giving a percentage back to them. So people don't feel alienated at the same time. And that's a hard line to walk. And that's what I've been trying to do <laughs> in my career. Yeah, That's what I, that's, that's been my MO since the, of my, my travels as a DJ. Cause the way I started like DJing for people mm -hmm. was already like bringing in other people's music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I ran for like two years, I ran a bring your own vinyl night. So it was all vinyl. It was all vinyl all day, which was dope and a great way for me to like get into that more turntablistic mindset of like, this is how it used to be done like all the time. So it was nice to like get to know my own equipment really well that way. But it was also cool because if you brought a record, I would play it, but I also brought 200 records of my own. So like I'd bring 200 records, you would bring one or two and like not that many people would even do it. It became more of just like a night to just like hang out and it was at like a pub. So it wasn't really like anybody had to dance. Um, so it was nice because then I got to like figure out new flows of like, okay, this person just brought in, you know, like ACDC or like, you know, Zeppelin or something else like from their, like from their past. And like, that's what they want to listen to. Like, it's what they want to like chill out to. So I'd be like, okay, like, cool. Like I can give you a couple cuts off whatever album, but then I also can figure out why, right, what do I have that I can match with this that'll keep within this vibe but also go into the direction where I want to go. That was a good way for me to learn how to uh, transition and then also learn how to kind of vibe out in different ways with different styles. Yeah. And that was like important for even when I then moved out of the pub and then more into the club kind of section of, of being like, okay, like what dance music. And that really opened up a lot of different doors for me because I don't really listen to dance music on the regular. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, be like, okay, like what dance music do I even like? You yeah. Know? And oh, now it's sure. uh, now it's like for me when it comes to popular music and it comes to dance, I'm like, okay, who's making the '90s stuff? Like, who's making the new '90s stuff? Because that stuff bumps. Like the new the newer artists that are making, like an homage to the nineties, like pop. I'm like, okay, this is dope. If you guys know what I mean, Here's I can't a good keep question. an artist off the top of my Here's head. a good question for you. What percentage would you say of music that you play that you want to play versus the percentage of music that you feel you have to play? I, I would say I probably, when it comes to have to, I would say 
Uh, I want to say 50-50, but Word. it's probably more like 75-25. 75 being? 75 being half to, 25 being what I really like. But the 75, I do. I find songs that good. I like. That's pretty good. See, I I'm still not find, looking... like, I'm looking at even the music that I like, I still try to find new music that I do like. And that's what I was saying before. Like I'm not as angry old man as I used to be (laughs) because I try to give new music a chance before. And I mean, trust me, I'll put a song on for like my wife and I, that's like new and like has like hundreds of millions of listens. And I'm like, yo, this has to be something like hundreds of millions of listeners <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, i'm like yeah yeah this has to be something of quality like i can't believe that hundreds of millions of listeners you know hundreds have, like, of millions of people voted for trump though yeah well that's exactly <laughs> that where we can go with that because that's exactly thing. that's really what it is like that that stupidity runs rampant through more than just the political you know, yeah. arena. It's it's all through everything. <laughs> but what were you saying, Chua? You're looking crazy over there. Oh uh, no! What I was saying is, I almost feel like, um, you guys as DJs being, I I don't know if this is the right word, forced to kind of cater to the audience. Well, that's your job. Kind of. That kind of sucks that's, to that's me. That's the job. That's the job. That's literally that the job. That is the job aspect. Yeah. Because <laughs> I came because from from being just just an artist, so I I've never dabbled in a DJ except if it was just MCing for these guys and being the voice. But you know, when I put out like a couple albums, I I did it just for me, and then towards like the second album, people were like, "Yo, your your shit's a little dark." Like what you know and nobody was gonna want to hear this shit or no you you kind of are trash nobody's gonna like how you rap da, 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 da. so then i was like oh man this sucks or whatever so then the third and the third and fourth albums were i didn't i wrote more for like oh what would the audience like so i I completely took myself out and I was like, what would the audience like? And I wrote everything how it was. Everything sounded a lot more poppy and all that other bullshit. And then it was the last album where I was like, yo, what am I doing? Like I haven't, I had, I didn't really have a lot, a large audience when I was doing music for myself, when I converted to listening to what everybody was telling me to do in order to gain an audience didn't work. And I was like, all right, so you know what? Fuck this. This final album, we're going to do it my way. We're going to go back to what we did originally, put it out. No fucks given. See what happens. Real rap raw. And and then all of a sudden, and then what was crazy about it was that's what people actually enjoyed when it was all said and done. I don't know if it was the last album effect or... You know, people actually enjoyed what I was talking about and what people were saying, like the 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 best song in that album was fucking solitary. And that was the most saddest song on that fucking track. But people were like, yo, that that took me to this this place where da 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 da. And I heard stories from from just that one song. I'm like, what the fuck? So you telling me this whole time I could have just been writing just for myself and then just putting it out and then people kind of can easily take me out and put themselves into it, even though that entire story that I was telling was just all focused primarily on me. Mm -hmm. That's fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. And now ever since, well, 
that ever since because it's done now. But you know, whatever, whatever I wrote, you know, was just all me, me centric. Um, I, I think that's dope. And I feel like that's what a lot of people run into. A lot of artists run into that. Like they're like so busy focusing on the crowd when they finally make a personal thing. That's the thing that blows up a lot of times. But I, I also feel like something we're not talking about is making something in a studio and performing live are two different things. So I feel like when I make music and when I perform live, it's very different things. When I make music, I'm doing it literally for me. And it makes sense to do it for you if you're in a studio situation. But mm -hmm. even when Chua performs, he's performing for so people. Different. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's even if you wrote the album for yourself, you 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 present that differently um, when you're live. I think, uh, see, and but the thing is, is, ah, uh, see, now this is going to be the hard part because I don't know if I can actually put into words the feeling being on stage because i've always you've, you've i've heard this i've told this plenty of times to people to me that's that's home that is the most comfortable i've ever ever felt ever in my life just whether it was 10 minutes or a fucking hour whatever set list i had and i went out there and i just performed to people i don't again like i knew people were present yeah, I knew I had to make the show good, but it was so quiet. I and I didn't really give a fuck how it was going to translate. I was just going to perform it the way that I felt the song should kind of visual like like whatever, whatever it was supposed to look like. I That's how I wanted to perform. And I still didn't like I knew the crowd was there, but it wasn't the reason for me doing things sure but it just so happened to translate to where people were like that performance was insane and you guys have seen me fucking perform and, for sure you know balance around and do all this other crazy shit and things have fucked up and just seamlessly i'll fucking throw down one mic and pick up another one because it's like oh well, that didn't work i'll do this and it was just all like seamless seamless shit and it's 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 like some ultra instinct shit. I don't know what it is, but it just happens. And that's what I mean. It's a different energy than oh, than than creating weird. it for sure. <laughs> it's it's a weird vibe, man. It's yeah. just like I, I don't know if you guys get that. Do you almost get like that? Like when you guys are DJing, do you feel that type of like? I, I, it's it's funny saying it that ultra instinct where you just shout out to soul. <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> ups to dragon ball but yeah, that's, yeah, where, yeah. that's where i got that yeah but yeah. like it's just like this this seamless easy transition of like the zone things going into one and yeah the yeah. zone yeah for sure it's fucking weird yeah oh you definitely get that as a dj i'm sure ray would yeah, agree with that too. a thousand million percent like things you get melt it every away time. every you, time you dj nah for you sure not. That, for sure not like for sure not. i feel like for you guys because for me it's like a whole body performance you know because i'm using just you know my words and my body to you know create this story how is it for how does that translate for like you guys where you're almost kind of quote-unquote storytelling with your hands or maybe sometimes where you jump on the mic and shit like that. Like how, how does that translate from a DJ perspective rather than from like an artist? So I have, I have a game I play. 
Um, and number one, I have very, very, very little of this, but I forgot what it's called. When you can see colors like through music, I forgot what it's called. It's like a word for it. But when you hear music, you can see colors relating to the music. I forget what it's called. There's a crazy word for it, but I have a very small case of that. So I can see like moods in a room of color when I'm playing different music. And the game I play is how do I make that particular group of people in that corner, not necessarily dance, but feel what I'm doing? How do I do that? How they're reacting to the songs I'm playing now? Where can I go next? Because if they had a good vibe to this, what's the next song that could take them to a higher place to be even even more in the moment? And when I do that and it works and people are really getting into it and the dance floor starts filling up, I don't have to think about it. Like I'm literally not thinking. I'm literally just like, I don't, I can't type. This is, this is one thing I can't type. Like I have to look at the keyboard. I'm not even looking at the keyboard. I'm just like, bang, bang. I type two letters in and I'm like, bam, this song, this song, this song. And time melts away. The people in front of me melt away. Um, because I don't, I don't need to look at them anymore. I already know I have them. Like it's over. Like the game's over. Like I don't need to look at anything but the records, my hands. I'm going back and forth. And like you said, it's, it's really tough to describe it, but it's just, it's almost like I'm slipping through time almost. It's like I'm out mm -hmm. of the regular timeline and I'm just like in a different place. Uh, it's an amazing feeling. And I'm sure other people feel that feeling in other things that they do. But yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you ever, you ever gotten to that zone? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I totally How does that translate. I definitely. Um, I mean, everyone's have like, if you get into that really good time vibe, you know what I mean? Like, you know that you're having a good time and you're expressing this good time and other people are feeling it too. You know what I mean? So like, there's this communion happening, you know, like this, community like you're serving up something for them and they're digesting it in the way that you want them to digest it and they're enjoying it and you're enjoying it so like it gets this like amazing like i think that's probably why all of us do music because it, it when you get to that level it becomes euphoric it's like this uh for lack of a better like term it like gives you like a a god-like feeling not that you are god but you get into this like vibe where you're like oh man like there might be a higher power of some kind you know what i mean like yeah you can connect on that um i still go through it's hard for me to perform dj or drumming sometimes because i get stage fright like crazy like uh before any gig i'm nervous like i'm uh, it's, um, especially with djing because there's so much stuff that's potentially out of your control sometimes mm. that like, mm. you know, a speaker blows or mm. um, <laughs> the way I was doing it was really sketchy because, uh, I was not downloading my music and I was just like going off of, um, going off of Wi-Fi capability. So I was always worried that like, Oh boy, <laughs> something's going to go down. Then like I'm done. Yeah. But it was all good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's all preparation, too. Like, I didn't have to put that kind of pressure on myself. But I was also looking at it like, how can I save money? Like, I'm kind of a frugal DJ. Like, how can I make this money that I'm getting not have to, like, be spent immediately? Like, yeah. can I bank this a little bit? Like, mm. so 
you know, like if a speaker went or something like that, like right now I'm out of the DJ game, not only because of COVID, because both of my main PA speakers are gone. Like they are gone and I don't, I don't have any gigs lined up. I just got asked about a gig yesterday to do like a quinceanera. And I was like, yo, I would, but like, I don't have the money right now to invest in new speakers. Yeah. Like we just had Christmas and you know, like, and I don't know if my heart is back into getting, getting out there, especially because COVID's still not over. So, I mean, we'll see, but I also wasn't, I work a full-time job. So like I, I work all the time to make money in other ways. So I don't, I didn't put myself in the same situation. Like, like rabbit has rabbit DJs for a full-time job, you know, like, so like for him to turn down a job is to turn down money that he needs to pay his bills. Like for mm. me, like if I turned down a DJ gig, like I can be like, okay, like I can kind of eat that because I'm still working. I'm still working these other gigs to like, to pay, to pay my bills pretty much. But, um, when it comes to drumming, it's different because uh, for the past few years, I was drumming and I was also the leader of my band. So not only was I drumming, but I was also singing. So your quest love, got it. Yeah. That's what I got. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have an MC. Word, word. So like I was MCing my shows with the band. So I had to do all of like the, the banter work in between songs, keeping people entertained and then doing the actual songs along with them. Mm. And that was more fun. Cause that was like, that was really, I didn't, I didn't have as much to worry about because that's all muscle memory. You know what I mean? Like that's all, I know the words, I know the beats, I can play them physically. It's all analog. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm not worried about, like, and when I was playing gigs with that, like I wasn't bringing my own PA, like I would only do spots that had their own PA system unless they were really small gigs. And then I'd bring my own, but. Hey, at least you guys got paid. I never, never got fucking. And well, I, that's what I was going to say. That's, before. that's the pay off too, Chua. Is that like. I don't like how artists get treated. Well, artists don't get paid because you guys make original music. You make original stuff. But and that's try to get bullshit. Ta I agree. No. I agree. That's such bullshit. Agree. But then, oh, oh, you know what? We just stumbled on something and we're going to fucking talk about it. My problem, <laughs> my problem with this shit, right, is that how are you not going to pay? And this is, this, is, this is why. So acting world, everything I fucking do. I get paid, right? Or if I'm not getting paid because it's like a low budget thing, they'll pay, they'll they'll pay for like travel or food and give me credit or whatever. Like that all this shit is fucking great. So no matter what, you're fucking getting compensated in some way shape or form in the fucking acting world and, and all that. In the music, when I was a fucking artist, right? You you are going you and all of us that call ourselves original artists, you're going to fucking charge us, right? Then you're going to make mm -hmm. us sell fucking tickets and then you're like, "Hey, you <laughs> so this, crazy." This is your honor. Pay to play is your honor to to be out there for ten minutes. But then you're gonna make us do the fucking work because you, as a as a fucking promoter or marketer or whatever people that you have that are supposed to be doing this, you lay it all on the artists and you fucking slave them out. That's some bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then, but then yep. you'll go to a fucking True. cover band who none of their shit is fucking original, mm -hmm. and you fucking pay them. Are you kidding? I hate cover me? bands. 
I hate cover, cover bands. bands can suck my fucking dick. That's well, why not hire a DJ? Cover hire a DJ. Suck my fucking dick. It's so considered a higher art form. Money hire DJ. It's considered a higher art form. To be you honest, bullshit. You are taking fucking money willingly and knowingly from original yeah. artists who should be getting that fucking platform, and not you. Not you. And if you are in a fucking cover band and all you're doing is playing fucking bullshit songs that made other people fucking famous, you ain't shit. Why don't you go fucking make original <laughs> fucking music with the talented people that you are? Because, yeah, it takes talent to fucking play guitar, play drums, play bass, sing, whatever the case is. But you're going to whore out your fucking talent to sing other people's shit? Fuck you. You ain't shit and you're wasting fucking talent and you should be using that to better use me, which is actually making original material because you have the fucking talented people around you to do such a thing and you don't. So That's bullshit. So I have a couple yeah, of comments. Do you want to be hungry or do you want to eat? Because this is the this is the this is the way it is. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm all for you. And I think it's bullshit. Like, and trust me, I was really lucky. I was very fortunate for the past few years to never play covers like my band never we didn't do any covers like and i was all for that and we did four hour gigs you know what i mean so it's like Good. but we would just repeat songs i'm just gonna let the rabbit out of the hat you know what i mean like show you behind the scenes for my group we would do the same set three times but if you're if you're playing at a restaurant where they want your turnover rate you know what i mean we're basically playing for people that are eating dinner you want those people to come in and come out. So like, yeah, I might be playing the same song four times. They're not even going to notice. But no one notices because it's a new group of people every time. Right, right. You know what I mean? So like, they don't notice. You're just doing your act again. And we did get paid and we did original music. But like the people that I played with stressed getting paid. Like I played with this one dude who's a pretty solid jazz guitar player. And he would like, he could write and played with other jazz, like ensembles and stuff. And he was like, yo, like I got to get paid. He's like, even if it's like 40 bucks or something like that, he's like, mm -hmm. I got to get paid. I can't like be, you know, I work too hard on my craft to like not get paid. I'm like, yo, no problem. But at the same time, like I would pay him before I pay myself. You know what I mean? Like sometimes. Because that's like the situation. I want to keep my band members happy, which and, I didn't have to do. And that right there, kind of longevity. There it is. Right there is literally the problem. The problem is DJs, rappers. We we kind of fall into this this trap. It's our fault. Now let me let me let me let me do this, Joa, before you blow a fuse over there. <laughs> it is completely and a hundred percent our fault, and I think you're gonna actually agree with me here. So the problem is we don't stand up for ourselves. We we take I'm we disagreeing with you. <laughs> you can't though. You you, you can't you can't because don't we fun. we don't stand up for ourselves. So that's all you would do. You would just get no plays. You get no gigs. You right, stand up to yourself to some. No no no. no. Listen listen listen. So you don't stand up for yourself, which I understand because I didn't and got shat on for close to a decade before I really started figuring figuring it out. Um, and we do that because there's no sense of union there's no sense of togetherness it's all 
we're against each other. Oh, it's we're fighting over this gig. We're all trying to get to bar XX. We're all trying to get into this spot. So I'm against you and I'm against that. If we were literally to all get together and be like, we're not playing that spot because they don't play. They don't pay us. Fuck that spot. You know, they don't pay. You're unionizing. Exactly. Like they would have they would have nobody. And when you have nobody, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, and then me, the head of the union, I'll go to the bar and be like, yo, I run this union. The reason why no one wants to play here is because you guys don't pay. You pay XX, we'll play. But, you know, that's that's probably not going to happen in the music industry. It, it is what it Absolutely is. Not, everybody but is- I at the same time, I understand that it was my fault that I got done dirty. It's not the venue's fault. They're, they're doing the best thing for them. And the best thing for them is to not pay. And they don't have to pay because we are dying to play for them. And they know that. Yeah. And they capitalize they off of that. you a favor. That's no, they don't even... think that. They don't think that. That's just the lie that they tell you. They don't think that. They don't actually I've, think they're doing you a favor. I've lost. No, a some do. Some absolutely do think. On where I was told, like, hey, you got to you got to, you know, sell X amount of tickets yes. or you don't play. Yes. I hate that. And that's I, the I worst. That's that, literally the scum that, of the earth. You know, back then. And, but you know, that's, that's a thing now. And then it's a thing for forever. On, yeah. We come up later on, like later on in the years where it finally got a little tiring and I would just keep the fucking tickets and I'd hand them back. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I already knew going in, like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to take my time. You you reached out to me. Yeah. Let's be clear here. Yeah. You reached out to me to perform. But then you're making it my job to make you money. But you're yeah. reaching out to me. You see value in me. Somewhat. But okay, that seems fucked up. Whatever. There's a couple places there's a couple times where I've already said right from the get. Now we're going to fl- fast forward. I said, I'm not doing this shit. I go to the split place or whatever. It's mic check or what. And they're like, oh, so how many tickets you saw? I said, none. So I don't care if you put me first or whatever the case is, because, you know, you want to yeah. base it off of that. Yeah. I'm not. I didn't do this. Well, we can't get you on. You asked me. I'm here. I'm going to perform. And then they're like, no, no, I can't tell you how many promoters I've taken behind the fucking stage and threatened to fuck them up. I even put one up on, against a wall one time. And I was like, I'm going to perform one way or a fucking other. And there's just no question about that. These mother, and here's what's bullshit, right? Spineless. The minute that you stand up for yourself, they're like, okay, yeah, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. You can go on. Of course. Of course. If you're down with a system like that, you have no spine. Of course. It- it's like, all right, see, so I get, I get it. I see what we're doing here. You think you hold some type of power over me because you're doing me a favor, but I'm doing all your work. But then when I see some bullshit and I call you out and you have no way to enforce anything you're doing right now, and I'm going to confront you and you've cowered down. All right. So I see what it is. I see exactly what it is. Yeah, but that's you. I'm glad you stand up for yourself. That's you, and most I've people don't do that. Too. Most people don't do that. And they, most people aren't in a place. I was also a hothead back then, so uh, <laughs> none. I would never, never, never promote threatening to fight people. <laughs> so let's be clear. Those were 
earlier, younger, stupider times where my rage got the better of me. And yeah, now it's no, it worked in your favor though. Like, you know what I mean? Like it did because I know I, and like this club's not around anymore, but we all know it from the Lehigh Valley is like Croc Rock. He's oh, Croc like, Rock. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I think oh, we've all had moments Tom there. Taylor. Yeah. That dude can, yo, he still owes me money and he's ducked me ever since. Make sure I never find your ass. Bro. He's yeah. around. He was around Easton there for a little bit too. Cause he was, he basically was doing more promotions at another, like at one center square where you performed. He yeah. was doing promotions there too. Cause he still got like his fingers in with like different fingers are in like, right. Nineties yeah, bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember when we opened for Mac Miller? Remember that rest in peace. Yeah, that Yo, that's bullshit. crazy. Uh, it was we bullshit. We DJed for it, actually, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> we, did? we opened and DJed oh, for Mac Miller. DJed for Mac Miller. Yeah, because uh, his DJ called out, and they were like, yo, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Well, not me. I just stood there. You you, you DJed for, for, for Mac Miller. I forgot about that. Rip. And he got a lot better after that. Oh, way better. He was... Kind of hot trash at that point, in my he eyes. Hell in, 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 in my eyes. <laughs> I agree. He was, he was, he was, he was really nice. So he was very. Respectful. Oh, for sure, for sure. I do remember sure. that he was just like, "Hey, could you guys, cool dude, uh, play this, this, this?" And then I remember the one time he was like, "Oh, can you stop the track? Hold on, real quick." Da da da. Yep. And yep. He he was a he was very professional, very respectful. Yep. R.I.P. to that man. For but, sure. Yeah, he was he was su- he really conducted himself amazingly when he was on stage. Um, but yeah, I, I say That's it's, dope. I say it's our fault as artists cause we continually take it and they'll continually do it cause we continually take it. And it's like this catch 22 and the other catch 22 is in the nineties, two thousands. And even now we, we have this thing in hip hop where it's like, you know, you need to pay your dues. Which I completely agree with. Like, I agree with that. I do I mean, in hip hop. That's like everything. No, it's not just that, hip hop. Yeah, but it's here's yeah, here's where it gets I fucked up. Pay my dues. Here's here's where it gets effed up. In acting and stuff too. I'm here's where it gets effed up. You need to pay your dues until someone recognizes you, and I think that's the effed up part because it just means yeah. that you need to keep working and working until you get your lucky break. And things True. come down for you. And that's what it seems like that, for me being on the outside. That's not how it works at all. And that's the biggest lie ever told. There, there, there's no lucky breaks. There, there really isn't. Like you can't just sit and be good or think you're good. And See, we talked things... about this last episode. A little bit about I'm, like Yeah, a little bit. But that that puts you in the mindset of I need to play these clubs for free because I'm paying my dues. I need to keep doing this for and not get paid because I'm paying my dues. And that puts you in a really bad mindset to continue. I think it's good to start early so you can financially pay your dues. You know what I mean? Facts. Like, for sure. If you start early, for sure. so like for me, I started playing in bands when I was in high school. Yep. I pay. I played Croc Rock like a bunch of times with my high school band, yep. and we did great because we were in a situation where there was more than one of us. I was yep. in a five-piece rock band. We could sell tickets. We had a fan base because we went to high school. You're already you know ahead. I mean? You're already ahead. high school <laughs> is a fan base. You're around kids. You know yeah. what I mean? You're around other people that are like 
doing you. It's not hard for you to sell stuff at school. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Like yo, and we had a local venue that we could play for free, and that also helped significantly. They would pay us like forty bucks. You know what I mean? Like, and we would pay play there like every other week. So then when we moved up to Crock Rock, which was like a big deal for us back then. For sure. For sure. We play Crock Rock. We would get a hundred tickets. We would sell them. We would sell them. And then we would even ask for more tickets sometimes. Like we were on this up. We, there was a pattern for us, but as soon as you lose one of those legs, you're done. You know what I mean? For as sure. soon as you lose, like for sure. you're like as soon as someone graduates from high school and you don't have that fan base, that's like right there in front of your face anymore. Like that becomes a lot bigger of a struggle. So that's, that's what I mean. Like it's better for you to quote unquote, pay your dues when you don't have to pay your bills. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that I paid my dues when I didn't have any bills. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're young and you could like do that. Cause like other than that, you're going to probably put yourself in a situation where you're going to have to live out of your car, you know, where that you're going to have to like be broke until you get a big break or you get noticed, which Ray feels never happens. I still think no, 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 like, yeah, there's a I don't, timing there. That, like, I don't think it happens. I, I, I think you put yourself to somebody sometimes. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying it's not magical. I'm just saying that, you like need to put yourself in the in the correct situations, not wait for someone to put you in the correct situations. That's all I'm yeah, saying. You, got, yeah. you will need you will get help. Someone no one does anything by themselves. No one made it by themselves. No one pulls themselves up by their own bootstraps. That's bullshit. Someone helped you. Someone was like, yo, noticed you, whatever. But you put yourself in the right situations. You worked on the right stuff. You, you know, you were in the right circles. Like Yeah, you were born into the right family. That too, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Sometimes it's not lucky. It's just what happened. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. See, I think I think there is a lucky Lots break, luck. but I think it's defined. I think the definition of it is a little weird. Okay. Because I think, you know, the lucky break is where you've put in your consistency. You're already prepared. You clearly have the talent, and eventually, that's already not luck to me. The luck part it's work. is. Here's where the luck comes in, right? The can when you do the consistency and you have the talent and you and you're doing all these jobs, whatever it is, yeah, that's not the luck part. The luck part is when the person actually sees whatever job it is that you're actually doing. You're not you your mindset isn't on if I do this particular job, this will be my thing. This will be my big break. That's wrong. The big break is when you are just consistently doing whatever you're doing and somehow, some way, the right eyes see whatever project that is at that particular moment. So people are focusing on if I do uh, like a fucking Scorsese film, yeah. that'll be my big break. Yeah, yeah. Mm, no, because if all you're going to do is just not do work or put in half-assed effort up until you get your Scorsese film, then you ain't shit. But if you continually put in Scorsese-like work, we're on the same page all the fucking time, and somehow, some way, just your random, random little side project here that you were like, all right, I'm already in that mindset. Let me let me kill this shit and be on my way. 
and you think nothing of it. And then that lucky break happens to just walk through the door, sit in on your thing and be like, who the fuck is that? It's just uh, semantics, but we're on the same page. Yeah, that's semantics. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> semantics. I feel like the lucky break should kind of get a little redefined. Right, right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I believe I mean, it, it could be your your lucky break literally could be the fact that you're born into the right family. Like, I hear you 100 percent. But like, even if you look at like Anderson Cooper, like Anderson Cooper is a Vanderbilt. Yeah. So he comes from like one of the wealthiest families like in the world. He didn't particularly have to do anything. You know what I mean? Like he owns more like money. He has more That's money true. than than CNN has probably yeah you know what i mean he, but he did his his anchor but he thing, did his he thing. was actually really good at it and, he's and that's really why not a lot of people it. know he's a vanderbilt like i feel like i actually didn't know that until you said that yeah, Ro- Ro- yeah. i think rosani told me that um, yeah, his mom was gloria vanderbilt or if her last name is kardashian i mean it's just you know you just yeah. like rob kardashian like my man like made some socks and hit it off it's like if i made some socks they ain't hitting off yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but you can't, don't put down the Kardashians on this show. Bro. Who, who, I'm not trying to I'm, get that back. I'm, I'm not putting, I didn't put down. Oh, I will don't put you, down. Don't even say that. I, I will put down, but I didn't just now. We don't talk about the Kardashians. They're on a level of something Beyonce. I can't fathom. It's it's crazy. They tapped into the zeitgeist whatever, of whatever the youth like, before everybody like, else did. They they whatever they're doing. They tapped into the zeitgeist of what the youth have been on, and they did it before everybody else did it. You can love smart. it, hate it, smart, well, ride man, it, smart. I don't. They did something, and they keep doing it. Oh, I mean, oh, do they keep doing it? They're killing it. I mean, I'm not gonna. I can't. I'm not. You know, I don't hate the player. You know, there are they are our royal family. Like, oh God. Yeah. That's like, that is America. And that's how you, like, yeah. if we look at it that way, then you can really, you can feel the, the capitalistic disgust aspect of our, of our country. You know what I mean? Like, you might yep. not be wrong. You might not be wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> no. He's not wrong at all. They put it up. They put up that cash and have, you know, influenced the world. The, the people and the people keep them there. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, we love it. Oh, yeah. We love Kardashians. That's a that's a whole other level <laughs> themselves. When you yeah, when you get there, and no matter what you do, they stay there. I mean, they made very smart decisions, though. Like it's not like it was like accidental or anything. Like they made very very smart decisions. Well, and they are whether you want to question their intelligence or not. There is a lot. Those fucking women are smart to be able to keep. Oh, I don't question. They're doing. I don't question intelligence. I question. This, this, this is just me, but I, I question it's the morality and the artisticness of what happens. But I'm not. I never have questioned their intelligence. Never, it's never. Not that they're people, right? Like, so they're people. They, they have their own insecurities. They have their own problems. For sure, for sure. And they're going through their own thing, while being like the biggest influencers of all but they you know wanted I mean? that so like, like they built this this is what they wanted like it's not like it yeah. just fell it's into like their it's lap a double-edged sword for that because like look at look at like chloe kardashian like yeah. she doesn't even look like chloe kardashian i just said that i saw a picture of her today uh, the other day and i was like yeah, she doesn't look like <laughs> her at all and like as a society we're all like oh that's that's okay like she looks beautiful you that's know, not okay like, to me but continue exactly like, exactly like it's not really oh 
okay to me either. You know what I mean? Like, it's not good for, let's say like the next child I have is a, is a girl, you know what I mean? Like, you know, or even a, you know, I'm about to say, or even your son. Yeah. Yeah. Like anybody like looking forward and then like maybe being influenced by like, okay, this is what success means. It means like I have to alter my body so much to, to get this level. And, uh, body issues were always, have always been present though. Totally. Oh, for sure. For sure. Not to the extent that they are now because you just have the power to actually do something Proof of it. You know what I mean? Like we're, we see Instagram, we see everything. We see our, our celebrities and like, we're like, Oh, we're just out of touch. We're just so close. You can almost touch your celebrities now with Instagram. Like they're letting you into like, their lives and like now it's like with only fans and stuff like you can even get even closer you know what i mean like yeah because people use only fans for not just not just porn you know what i mean like some people do use it for what we were talking about in episode one yes by the way we've reached episode 10 <laughs> these uh, theoretically 11 because our first first episode was null and void Wait, this what? is episode 10.1. <laughs> um, yeah, and we have the technology. Anniversaries on this fucking uh, show. I'm not doing episode numbers. Once we hit a, a year anniversary in this show, I'll be happy. I, I, think, there. I think the other thing is, too, we have the technology to do it now. So if you have the money, you can literally do anything you want to your body. Like, you can get abs put in. You can get a butt put in. You can get calves put in. You can get anything you want if you have the dough so i mean suck it out put it in facts cheaters yes i agree it's not even cheating it's it's just it's a mental thing it's you know what i mean it's it's not a even you know what i mean like what kind of mental space are you in that you feel like you have to do those type of things so it's well, now you're walking a fine line is it are you doing it for because you want to look like somebody or you want to do it to actually better your health. You know, I, cause I went to, I went to the gym for selfish ass reasons. And then now I go to the gym because I want to actually feel better. Yeah. That's why I work out because I feel like trash if I don't move somehow, but see for me, I put, just want to giving yourself breast implants, so body looking nice, giving yourself breath, uh, not breast, Steady. breast implants is not making you healthier. Yeah, but all right, all right. On the other hand, let's say you have like you're insecure. You know, you're a very insecure person. Yes. You're not, and like you really never liked your boobs, like your whole sure. life. Like the three of us can't really talk on boobs. Like we can talk we on body issues. Them specifically, it's, it's a body like, issue. It's it, it is a body issue, and that's why we can't talk on it. But and I will talk on it right now. <laughs> I'm saying, let's say I don't like my kneecaps. You know what I mean? Like, For sure. And like, I hate your kneecaps too. Kneecaps, yeah. And my kneecaps are saggy. Kneecaps. You know, yeah. I got some saggy kneecaps. You got some saggy ass knees. The saggy. My knees just been sagging. And I know that there's this doctor out there that can like fix these kneecaps for me. Yes. And I'd be looking nice. And I have yes. this, I have this new, you know, I got my knee, I get my kneecaps fixed. Yep. And I, I'm feeling good. Like yep. I'm, I'm wearing shorts again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and For I'm sure. just feeling way better about my kneecaps. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, so you just take those kneecaps and you put in boobs. You know what I mean? Like, but here's they, my you thing. Know, like you, here's, here, here, here's where the, the problem is for me anyway, that, that I see in my opinion. 
that is not going to solve your problem. You thinking that, you know what I mean? Like, I think I really think it's a mental thing. So you replace your kneecaps. You now you're going to be like, oh, my elbows are saggy. Now my lips aren't full enough. Like it's it's not. I understand it's, it's not, a slippery slope. No, no, no. I'm not even coming at it from a slippery slope. I'm just saying that doesn't solve the mental insecurities that you have by replacing okay. those parts. You're still going to be insecure. But it, it fixes my kneecaps. Let's but you're still insecure though. Let's do this. Not of my kneecaps. <laughs> you're not. You're not not insecure now though. You're still okay, insecure. I'm wearing shorts again. And I'm feeling good. Real, you're not really feeling real, good though. Real, real but life I example. Am. Real life example. So. I, I back in the day was yeah. a super, super skinny kid. Okay. Me too. Me too. I was, I was fit, but I was really, really skinny. I used to get made fun of for being super skinny. And Same. When I used to wear like, you know, back in the day, it was like double XL tees and all that other crazy ass yep. shit. I looked even fucking twiggy. So people were like, damn, man, you got to eat. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do that. And it got to me. For, for so, sure. But there was nothing wrong. I was healthy. There was nothing wrong with that. After a while, though, there was two ways I could have went about this now, because now a thing presented itself. I could change the way that my body looked by going to the gym. However, I also knew people who had steroids at hand, and I could have easily fixed all of my shit. For sure. And instead, you know, after a while, I picked, the, the regular route, I went to the gym and I bulked up and I did every, everything that I needed to, but it, 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 it benefited me in the long run, how, how that worked, even though I felt really insecure about me being skinny, but then, but you know, the downfalls of, of steroids, you know what I mean? Like, you know the downfalls that meant the physical downfalls of doing steroids. You know what I mean? Like, but the incident, but I guess when you put that aside, the, the steroids, I guess what I was telling the story, I didn't really have an answer either. But it's like <laughs> there was nothing wrong with me probably just being skinny for the rest of my life. But the insecurity of me being skinny put me into the position where I'm at the gym and. You know, I got to put on size. I got to quote unquote look good or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it bettered me in, in all aspects, aesthetically and, and health wise. I guess where I was going with this was, was there, was, is there actually something wrong with me choosing to go to the gym, even though there was nothing wrong with me being a super, super skinny kid? Here's my thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with going to the gym or doing things to change yourself. But most people that I see that do things to change their body, like with surgery and things like that, it comes from a mental place of being insecure about something. And I feel like if you come from that place, you need to, you need to fix up here. You need to talk to someone, psychology, like whatever, before you can start. This is again, my opinion, my opinion. I feel well, like you need to fix what's going on in your head before you start getting stuff replaced. If that, if that makes any sense. Those. Cause I think if you fix your head, uh, here's, you, a big you, one. here's a big one. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. I feel if you fix your head, there may be a lot less things that you need to fix all of a sudden when your head is in the right place. 
Because then you're like, it wasn't in the right space when I said I should probably go to the gym so that way I can look better. It just so happened that the results of it were actually super, super positive. But I actually made that choice from probably a not so decent headspace. Sure. So was that but going to the gym isn't as drastic though that's the thing like you go to the gym to get your body from skinny even me i've seen progression in me to get yourself from skinny to where you're at now is not a 24 hour nip tuck and you're gonna look different that takes years of dedication that's like not the same thing like we can't Mm. like you guys are also like i was i was hanging in your headspace when, when you're like, oh, there's something wrong with your headspace. I was like, well, there's something wrong with my headspace when I made the the better decision. I didn't know what, what that was. So I'm, I was more or less telling the story because there was no end result because I didn't even know the fucking answer. <laughs> but I was just telling the story as like as an example. And you, however you want to interpret this story, whether yeah. you thought I was making it because I was so fucking insecure about myself or I actually made a better choice without even knowing it. Yeah. However you want to interpret this, the yeah. fucking story, do yeah. it as you will. But I guess what I was saying is like, when you were saying like, oh, it was a headspace thing. I was like, well, it wasn't that great there too, but. But yeah, I'm just saying like a crazy transformation as getting an implant somewhere in your body is way different than deciding I need to start hitting the gym. Like it's just the quicker, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very different. It's just different. Go ahead. Will. go ahead. Well, before you, there's one huge societal um, body dysmorphia thing that we do in America that as a father, I ran into, and that is in the aspect of circumcision. Yes. Like, yes. So you don't have to be like science has now pretty much proven that like, that was kind of a fad. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be circumcised for sure. It does not actually like impair you in any way physically. Yeah. Uh So now we know that being circumcised is 100% like cosmetic yeah okay. so it's it's like getting your boobs done you know what I mean? but, but we yes. make the decision for our young men yes you know for our babies like so like we make it as parents yes or no with circumcision and it's something that we do in our country if you go to europe and stuff like that most of those men are not circumcised it's a you know it's a cultural thing for sure but in our culture we view like the male genitalia in this certain way that is without foreskin. Like that's the, that's the more attractive look. Yeah. So that's like pretty interesting that you're already getting doctored, doctorate. What's the word? Doc, doctorated, doc, indoctrined. Yeah. Doctrine. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Like you're already in that vibe from day one on the planet as a guy if your parents choose to circumcise you or not for sure they're already making a decision for you on a cosmetic level that that's already like you don't even think about that until you get older i'm just, that you're like oh no like there's part of me that i don't have because my parents decided for me that that's better for me yes I'm for some reason at the fact for sure i don't think there's such thing as a pretty dick so <laughs> <laughs> you don't but a lot of people do i mean it goes into religion as well it's not just a cosmetic like we think it looks better like you know people think that ah uh, yes more yes religiously like pure religion it's very 
it's like a thing. You get like a moil and it's a yep. very there's there's a it's process. Like a huge celebration off of that too. It's like a yeah. it's like a whole like Right. It's a rite of passage. Yeah. But none of us are Jewish. No. And I will I don't know about everyone's private areas, but I would imagine that not all of us are uncircumcised. No. Because we're all Americans. Like, right. There's no right. such thing as a pretty dick. <laughs> I, I tend like, to agree. That's just one thing from birth that we're already changing <laughs> our call, body. Let's call it what it is. Let's call a dick a dick, you know? It's like dick. <laughs> exactly. So that's like just a big one that's like, what like, was like, oh man. And obviously, like, for me, like, I'll just like all cards on the table. It was my decision with my wife to decide if we were going to circumcise or not circumcise our son. Mm-hmm. All dicks on the table. All sticks on the table. We decided to snip, snip. Yeah. Because his dad is, you know, like I'm circumcised, so my son's circumcised. Yeah. That's controversial. I realized by saying that, like, for sure, we might get somebody who might be really listening. Who's really listening? Might be like, I totally disagree with Will, and that's totally understandable. And I agree, but I also think it's anyone's decision to to do that. And yes. they, if they have to have that conversation with their son in the future, then they do. Then they should, you know. Yes. But that's why I think as a pretty dick later, (laughs) later in life, I'm, I'm also for, I totally understand. I'm all for the mental health aspect of life. And I'm all for, you know, more therapy, more, uh, more couch time as, you know, as I like to call it, like with a professional to just help you get through stuff. But I don't think that just because you work on your mind doesn't mean you shouldn't like change your kneecaps, change your boobs, change your neck, change. I'm with you. you I'm with you. I just think people don't get help first that need it. Yeah. That, that, that's where I'm at. I I don't think you should. I feel like you should be able to do for our, like for us as human beings, we don't care about mental health. Like like if you have breast cancer and you literally have one breast and you're missing a whole other breast, who am I to tell you, you you know, who am I to say anything? I just think you should talk to somebody first. If you're having issues in your head of insecurity, I feel you should talk to someone. That's all. Speaking of of talking to someone, I have officially graduated from my seven years of uh, therapy. I no longer, I no longer need it. So, hey, wait, what? <laughs> I knew. How you graduate therapy? I felt this process. It's not. I felt this coming. So yeah, what? I've, oh, I've been, by the way, seven years in, I'm done. My uh, mind is like. So, I think that's something that's a. You got to keep going for for forever. You know what I mean? I think everyone should just be rechecking in no. at least once a year. So here's here's why I'm I'm actually celebrating seven years. I'm proud of officially, you. Officially graduating. So. Me and my therapist have finally have have realized both of us have realized that I have all the the tools in, and the arsenal that I need to handle any situation that at the t- like at any point in time prior I was unable to handle I now can handle. So my okay. the, the whole goal was to work my way out of being in there so that way i could always so now i can see situations and handle it myself so this is where we've said seven years we have finally grad like i've graduated because i no longer need to be in that space i can check in if i need to or something new happens you know something on like that and i'm i'll always go back if 
if shit pops off or something brand new that I'm experienced, I've never experienced before and I'm going to need help, you know, figuring it out. But like if I have down days, down weeks even, or just things that do whatever to, to, to my mental health, we have both agreed that I am now capable of handling it by myself. So that's why I say seven years graduated. Yeah, that is great. Congratulations, Chua. Word. Because you you definitely just kind of said what I was already saying, which is like, you could, you're done. You have all of the, all of the tools in the tool belt, but you know, you might come up to a problem where you still need to seek advice and that's not, absolutely. And you know what I mean? Like just because I say I'm graduated doesn't mean like I'm never going the fuck back. No. Like if, shit pops off i'm immediately being like hey yeah <laughs> class reunion bitch but, yeah because that's what happened to me i went back to the therapist that i had for many years as well like i was probably seeing my therapist for i don't know five years or so and then i fell off with him because i was like yo like i'm good you know what i mean like i think i'm good you had a mutual understanding me it was kind of more of like uh, i'm good you know, like for now. Yeah. And then I went to a different therapist and then her and I didn't really like, it, it just didn't work. It was a different approach, which was, excuse me, which was cool, but I just, it didn't work out in the long run. And That's then something popped Let's off in my that. life. Let's highlight that really, really quick. That is a key thing for that shit to work. One, you got to willingly want to go get help. And two, you got to find the perfect, you got to find the right match. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that shit is never going to work. Yeah. So I went back to my original one that I was with for like five years. Even though I know his like, I know what he's going to say. I'm about to say, you know the technique he, already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, I don't go as often now, but I still like to check in, especially because your friends, and this might be controversial for some people, but I feel your friends are not your therapists. You know no, no, I mean? like, they're, they're not. They, 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 there should be no controversy like, oh, here. I don't need a therapist. I don't need to go to therapy. Like, I have nah. friends. You're like, eh. nah. that's actually like the worst. Like, your friends are not your therapists. Even if they wanted to hear you out on that end, they're not equipped for that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for friends. You should have friends for having healthy <laughs> Have friends. Some, yeah. you know, but here's the thing, like some, some might be actually, um, you know, might actually be equipped to listen, but even the advice that they may give is still going to be biased towards being, being helpful towards you. Yeah. And, and by being helpful towards you, it means like, you know, they're going to, they're going to more or less kind of side with you. Confirming of, yeah, with you, regardless yeah. of the outcome. It's not like say you do some fucked up shit. Like it's it's very rare where a friend might actually be like, "Yo, you fucked up." Yeah. Besides well, me and Will. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> well, the three of us. Yeah. Sure. I'll say it right out the gate. Yeah. No, you fucked up. Because I don't care. I have. Well, that's what makes a good friend no too. I think. I think you care yeah. more. I think you care more when you say that. Oh yeah, because here's here's how I look at it. I don't have a stake in your issue, so I'm going to tell you. I'm going to I'm going to see it and as, try to be as unbiased as I can because it's not my fucking life. I don't care. I'm going to tell you what I think and maybe what it looks like. Whatever you do with that though, I don't give a fuck. That's all up to you. Handle it. Handle it how you will. Word. That's facts. It. Big facts. So before we I don't in, want 
your life. Before we get into um, listen up, City Blues. How do you feel? Uh, how do you feel twenty twenty one is going to be? I, I let's, can't let's, even guess at this point. I well, it's off to a bad guess. start, yes. even though it hasn't started yet. <laughs> we got Trump still being a little bitch, not signing stuff, not giving anybody any relief. Oh, cool. I was, I was about to get into that. So convoluted. Yeah, so he's still a piece of garbage. And if anybody still thinks that he's a good president, you're an idiot. And yeah, people he almost had me when he was like, yo, they they need more. I'm like, oh, you're right. But they he do need more. He and knew when he did it. I yep. was like, mm, it's, were, yeah, he's like, did you, you they just need more? But I, I'm going to Florida. Don't talk to me about it. Yeah, he knew what was going to happen. He knew that I was going to stop the, this was going to stop everything from happening. Like, if you really felt that way, you would have said it a long time ago. Like, we've been here for a long time that you could have said and that's that. That's what, like, the Democrats have been saying, too. Oh, you want to give the people more money? Cool. That's what they want to do. And then, yeah. they, and then, and then they were, they, uh, the, the Republicans, because now it's still a, a um, uh, uh, what the fuck is it? A political issue. They're like, nope. Well, oh they I, I will say this. I will say this. It's, it's a little more complicated because they said no yeah, nope to the part of the bill where it's giving a bunch of other countries aid. That's the part they said nope to. Ah. Like that was roped into it. And they were like, not necessarily that 2000 is bad, but you're giving money to all these other countries. And they're kind of yeah. like, nah, to that. So yeah. it, it's deep. Wasn't there also some internet thing on there too? Like, oh yeah, he was yeah, trying, yeah. Yep, yep. That's he, been yeah, signed. Sign it unless like it's mainly the internet. I think that that like that hurts his pride. You know what I mean? Like that he can't control the internet more. Fuck him. So it, it's deep. Yeah, because like it's Twitter's deep. finally being like, okay, this is incorrect because he's lying about the elections. And I think he's really butthurt about the fact that he can't just continue to spread lies <laughs> without even without getting checked. You know. <laughs> So he's like, I'm hurt. So I'm just going to hurt everybody in the country who's already hurting. And I did a terrible job at this and I'm continuing to do a terrible job as I let the country burn down. It's such a, it feels so weird to be in this country right now. Like I, in my opinion, it just feels, yeah, yeah we're all trying to maintain like peace and, and love and, 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 and be understanding. But like, it just, I, just feels really weird it doesn't it just feels really weird really really weird right now i agree with that 100 percent. it feels very weird yeah but you know we're all trying to be weird? happy with christmas what yeah listen up <laughs> listen up listen up listen up so this this particular topic uh holds near and dear a guy named Eric, I'm going to butcher the name, Bowser, Bowser, I, I don't know. He is a Filipino-Canadian who is now the new voice of Bugs Bunny. Congrats, my wow. guy. Yes. Wait, yes. Did it, wait, wait. Yes. How many voices of Bugs Bunny has there been? Uh, Only, fuck, I had this. Now I don't remember. Two or three, probably. It was only like four or five, maybe. Oh, man. They kept it pretty good. They kept it pretty tight then. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, cool. Now a Filipino will voice Bugs Bunny. Word. Hey. Good for the diversity of life. Word. I I enjoyed that. Um, let's see. I think this is 
Is this old? I don't know. There's a it's gray funny. bunny out there without a job because of that Filipino. <laughs> um, Pornhub is removing all videos on its site that were uploaded by uh, official content partners or members of its model program, meaning a significant portion of its videos will disappear. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> I don't understand. All videos on its site that weren't uploaded by official content partners or members of its quote-unquote model so they took the amateur stuff out fuck if i know i don't know what that means (laughs) i don't i don't know what they consider con it's not like an open platform anymore i guess you can't just like be like oh just like uh here's me and my girlfriend here's me and my boyfriend we just made this tape i can put it up like i'm guessing that's what that means some down hey (laughs) 35,000 views. Hey. Uh, All right. It's messing up the pro am circuit, but uh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see where we where we at here. Um, Trying to get sponsored. HD amateur. Let's see the new the new issue of uh, Guardian uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comic book has featured Star Lore as a polyamorous bisexual in a bisexual relationship. Polyamorous bisexual relationship. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's that's cool. That kind of makes sense in that universe. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. actually? Um, a bunch of hot been, everything. Aliens of all. Topic, but I, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom Cruise flips out on crew not following COVID protocols. Heard about that? I fully side with this motherfucker. So. I I, I think it depends. I think you should talk to people differently, but I side with what he was saying for sure. Well, I have the whole transcript. Here's how it went because only a couple of the things went. <laughs> It said, this is where he started uh, yelling and ranting. Mm. We want the gold standard. They're back in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Who was he talking they, to, by the way? Us. He's talking to the entire crew right now. The okay. Our production crew and everybody okay. on, that's on set right now. Got it. Um, because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every fucking studio at night, insurance companies, producers, and they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. I don't ever want to, yeah. I don't ever want to see it again, ever. And if you don't do it, yeah. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And if I see you do it again, you're fucking gone. And if anyone in this crew does it, that's it. And you too, and you too, and you. So if you ever fucking do it again, that's it. No apologies. You can't tell it to the people. You can tell it to the people that are losing their fucking homes because our industry is shutting down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. The future of this fucking industry. So I'm sorry. I am beyond your apologies. I have, I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. We are not shutting this fucking movie down. Is it understood? If I see it again, you're fucking gone, and you are. So you're going to cost him. So you're going to cost him his job if I see it on the set. You're gone. You're gone. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Am I clear? Do you understand what I we want? We got it. This okay, is... okay, okay, okay. Now, this okay. is where he gets calm, and this is where a lot of the shit gets. <laughs> well, no, 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 because you know what? Because a lot of people got at him because of how he approached it, and I actually want to show people. like. But then he calmed he down. This is where he started to calm down. Right? So he was like, um, that's it. Am I clear? So all this part right here is actually the calm the calm part. Do you not, do you understand what I am saying? Do you understand the responsibility that you have? Because I will deal with your reason. And if you, you can't be reasonable and I can't deal with your logic, you're fired. That's it. I trust you guys to be here. That's it. That's it guys. 
That's what I think about. That's what I'm doing today. That's what you I You know it's okay. bad when Tom Cruise is talking to you about logic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. world I think is upside of down. Universal and Paramount, <laughs> Warner Brothers, movies are going because of us. If we shut down, it's going to cost people fucking jobs, their homes, their family. That's what's happening all the way down the line. And I care about you guys. But if you're not going to help me, you're gone. Okay? And then he proceeds to then go on and say, like, here's the meter stick, keep within this, and all that other shit. So that's the thing that I think I really lost in translation is when he started to calm down and be like, look, here it is. And I fully, I, 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 even still, when he was ranting on, it was... Yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah, he's, he's just Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's yeah. not wrong. He's not wrong with what he's saying. He's just Tom Cruise, and everyone's kind of looking. He's Tom Cruise. Like, come on. Yeah. He's um, a nutcase. I'm all in agreement with that, all of that. Um, let's see what else. He's like the hey. grand wizard of, of the Scientology world. <laughs> Right-hand man of hubby. Hubby. Mm -hmm. hubby. AI, AI trucks in China can monitor drivers in real time to call out bad driving, order fatigued drivers, truckers to rest, and even weigh cargoes to prevent stealing. Interesting. Good. I think that's more safety for them and everyone else around Good them. old communist China. Uh, let's see. Dude, I'm off for just like, we should automate. I know that this is a controversial thing to say probably, but like if we could just make self-driving, you know, trucks, I know the truck driving it's industry not, is it's huge. It's not good enough yet though. Yeah. It's just not good enough. I got you, but I'm all for that. If it's good enough, I'm for it. Yeah. Facts. Uh, if it can keep people safe. Yep. MLB commissioner announced that the Major League Baseball is officially elevating the Negro League to Major League status, which means Heard about MLB this. will integrate statistics and records from thousands of players and seven professional Negro Leagues that operated from 1920 to 1948. Heard about cool. that, yeah. Still. So, yeah. Props, props I still to. think that the companies that own 23andMe and Ancestry.com should give every black person in the country a free kit because if we took, I mean, we did not, if we took the heritage of our black people away. So yeah, this is great. MLB like, Oh, here's some heritage. Like, you know, here's a little bit of your past. Like we're going to give you this, you know what I mean? Like now we have science to actually tell you where you're from in Africa. So you can start building that vibe of like, Oh no, like I'm from, Ghana, you know what I mean? Like, this is yeah. dope. Like, I can actually have, like, some kind of, like, culture other than I'm black and I was from slaves. You know what I mean? Like, which I don't even think, like, slaves is not even politically correct anymore. It's called enslaved people. I uh, believe, like, I just, yeah, I whatever. Know, it's, it's all yeah. terrible. Um, I think that's just more on the government than 23andMe having to yeah, do it obviously you know what i mean like they should be paying, paying them that. they should pay for that to happen for sure dum, yeah. dum, dum, that'd be interesting dum, 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 keep going good job mlb yeah is that it i don't know that's what song it, that is no but... no that's not it uh, <laughs> russia has has been banned from using its name flag and anthem at the next two olympics oh shit or at any world championships for the next two years whoa ruling also blocked russia from Bidding to host major sports events for two years. This was after they were found guilty of their athletes doping. Oof. They stripped so them now, both. Yeah, they 
they will not, more or less not be recognized in any way, shape, or form unless you actually see them competing. Dang. Um, in some good news. Stop cheating, y'all. Dave Chappelle has successfully campaigned for HBO to take off his series Chappelle show at the end of the year. So he did it. Yeah. He okay, did. so I'm going to watch that today, too. Well, you're not, you're not, you're not watching it. <laughs> yeah. The point well, they're going to take it off. I might as well quickly binge it. No, no. He said not to watch it, though. That's the thing. Oh, wait. But he got it off. It's not off yet. At the end of the year. Yeah, but like it's going to go off. So I should nah, watch it real quick. Nah. You're still supporting oh, it. You're still supporting it because it's still on the platform that he told you not to stream it on. Oh, I know. But Dave Chappelle made the show. So I'm like supporting him. By go by the DVDs. Right? Go by the DVD. Yeah, the DVDs. <laughs> yeah, that goes right to Comedy Central, too. He ain't got no DVD sales. Hey, but you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you want to support. Take off your shelf, Ray. If you want to support. He's not on my no, shelf. I'm just kidding. I'm I, I wish I had it. I don't have it, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to watch it. I'm just kidding. Continue. Next. Let's see. On Christmas Day, a gingerbread monolith appeared at San Francisco Park. Oh my God. Aliens. Aliens celebrate Christmas with gingerbread monoliths. Ginger snapping ass aliens. Next. <laughs> and uh, finally, archaeologists uncovered an ancient food stall in Pompeii. It's known as a. I'm going to fuck this one up. <laughs> Thermopolium. Polium. Sorry. Word. That's Love it. it. Thermopalladium. Got it. It likely would have served the ancient equivalent of street meat. I fucking, that's great. Street meat. We were oh, just talking about meat. that. We are just talking about street meat. Yeah. I love street meat. That's fantastic. Dirty so dogs, cheap. as they call it um, in LA. What they call them? Dirty dogs? Yeah. Dirty dogs. Mm. Not like that. Yeah, it's like in the worst part of the city, and there's like grilling hot dogs with bacon wrapped in it. So good, Ooh, especially after good. you're drunk. That sounds good. So good. Bow, bow, Terrible bow, for bow, you, bow, but good. Dirty dog. I'm a dirty dog. Dirty dog. I'm a dirty dog. Dirty dog. <laughs> right, and that was um. Listen up. Listen up. Listen up. Listen up. Listen up. Word. And I think that does it. That's the uh, end of the year for us. Episode Oof. ten. <laughs> the next time, the next time you hear from us, we will be in the new year. We'll be in twenty twenty one. We will be three brand new entities. For sure. Time. Thank you to everyone who has been listening and commenting again. Uh, we appreciate you guys and girls. Uh, much love to everyone. Just you know, it, it sounds crazy and whatever, but just be kind to each other, like for real. Like for real, for real. Just take that into consideration. Uh, that Jerry Springer? Didn't he say that? I don't know. Someone His said final it. Final thought. I'm taking it from someone else for sure. But be kind to each other, please. <laughs> Just be kind to each other. That's you it. Fuckers need to chill. I like that. <laughs> oh, and get the vaccine if you can get it. Facts. Make I'm, sure you get I'm last in line. If you're capable of getting it, I think I'm up on the list because I work for a school district so like i'm there i'm pretty sure i can get mine soon i'm literally I'm last in line yes djs <laughs> are definitely on the last of the line non-essential worker <laughs> the least essential <laughs> oh i don't think about that i plead the fifth on that yeah i do too in terms of like so, yeah whatever well, i'm not gonna get into it but continue 2021 that's <laughs> <laughs> another episode maybe we'll get out of this next year word we're definitely getting out of trump and i hope that we oh. all see in 2021 
that he ends up getting locked up. Please. Yes. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. But yeah. Well, gentlemen, we did it. When did we start this? Early, early March, right? August, April? I don't know. April. August, maybe? Yeah. Did yeah, we, I think we started in oh, summer. Shit, we did do it in August. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. We started talking about it in yes, in in April. Oh, all right. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to Who's Really Listening. Just so you know that every other week is our, when our podcast debuts a new episode anywhere whether it be Spotify or Apple podcast or pretty much wherever you ingest your uh, podcast. Gulp. But yeah, yes. Gold. So of course, Tasty you, know, podcast. you know, the deal that's where you find us and where you actually want to hear it, listen to us rant for anywhere between an hour to two hours. Uh, if you want to follow us on our platforms, you can go to Instagram or Facebook at who's really listening. And if you want to follow us all individually, it is uh, at Chew America for Instagram, Facebook. And that's really about it. If you want to hear my music and shit like that, because apparently nobody is known. <laughs> it's on Spotify. Nobody's known. It's on Spotify and Apple Music. Chew America. Holla, 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 holla. Well, how do you? Real rap roll, motherfucker. Rap roll. Where can I find you, Will? You got me at um, Instagram, Will Gore. That's W-I-L-L-G-O-U-R on Instagram. Will Gore 85, Rocket League. And Peace Love on Stereo, which I'm not really on anymore, but you can get at me at Stereo if you want. You just hit me up on Instagram be like, yo, I want to talk to you on Stereo. And I will talk to you on Stereo if you would like. Uh, I talk about lots of controversial things. And what else? Oh, if you want to listen to any of my music from the band that I was in, The Brothers, Give Me a High Five is on Spotify. You can listen to our EP and our full length live, yeah. which is not really worth listening to, but you can if you really want to dive deep. Yeah, he just The EP is worth it. Excellent marketing. Songs. Yes. <laughs> it's just the honesty. It's pure honesty. Get at me at any time. William Gorniak at gmail.com. Words. The big G on his hat. www.djblackrabbit.com is where you can find everything, literally. The music, about me, where I'm playing next, how to get your DJ lessons, all that good stuff. Masterclass. That's it. Oh, the rabbit masterclass. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Another great one, gentlemen. We'll talk about that yes. next time. Oh, yeah, we, we are. But once again, that is Who's Really Listening? Were you? We hope so. Until next time. Peace.